stars. Oh, stars. I may need scissors. So, Tyler. Or maybe not. Do you ha have you had professional singing training? Oh, God, no. Welcome to my home. You mean my home. Okay, it's neither of our homes. But it is our podcast. Glitter and gang. Coming your way. So thanks for tuning in today. today. Hi. <laughs> We're starting this episode eating good caramel. Really cute idea. It's like a fortune cookie, but fortune cookies don't really taste that good. What is your quote? The best portion of a good man's life, his little, nameless, unremembered acts of kindness and love. That's sweet. I'm just telling you. I just, I'm, I'm so in love with this company. I mean, I Mine just... Mine says, in every walk with nature, one receives far more than he seeks. It's actually a pretty good lead-in for what I want to share about today. Okay. A couple episodes ago, you and I were talking about habits and routines, and I almost shared about one thing, but it takes such a, an explanation, okay. and I also wanted to kind of get your feedback on it. So I've become a huge fan of Steve Harvey. Oh, my stars and stripes. I love him. You know, he lives here in Atlanta. I didn't know that until you told me at dinner last night. And then I had to like stop talking to you because I knew I wanted to talk about this on, on an episode. But you said he lives here and his son's house is for sale. I actually was the listing agent when his son bought that house. Oh, wow. They came in, they renovated. It looks amazing. But Tyler, I mean, uh, Steve Harvey actually bought Tyler Perry's house. Really? Mm -hmm. Is Tyler Perry also a local? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, so I'd always been a Steve Harvey fan from the perspective of, I just think he's hysterical. Hilarious. I just think he is so funny. Yeah. And my favorite, if I'm in a, you know, like if I'm in a bad mood, I have a few go-to things that can pull me out of any old funk. Yeah. And one of them is watching the funniest answers on Family Feud because his reaction to these people's spot, like spur of the moment answers I don't watch them for the answers. I watch them for his reactions. His reactions are the funniest things. And they're so real <laughs> and like raw and honest and just like from the gut. And when I would watch them, I was like, these are rehearsed. I was like, these are definitely rehearsed. But then I had the grand fortune. I was just sitting here thinking like, oh my God, you met him. I met him. Where I, did you film that? Here well, in Atlanta? No, no, no. We, it films in LA. Okay. And here's a, you. So, you know, you and I are filming this entire podcast across two days. Yeah. He films an entire season. And I believe his season has like 50 episodes in two weeks. And so there's a studio set up. I was on the celebrity edition. Of course, because you're a celebrity. Yeah. And so it was the LA cast versus the New York cast. It was, I'm not just saying this, it was maybe the funnest, ex it was definitely a top five life experience oh, that I've had. Oh my stars. It was, I mean, it was the best. And I was a fan of his going in, but it was really interesting to see behind the scenes of that show because I was like, there must be some planted humor because there's no way he's this creative off the cuff. And I'll tell you what, when we got there, 
they were playing a game before us because he films like five games a day across these two weeks. I mean, he's just such a machine. I don't know where we were in the order of shows filming that day. But, you know, we sat backstage for like an hour. Their makeup artist is coming through doing our makeup. They take us into a separate room and explain how the game works. And their big thing is like, no matter what you play, they're like, just just say you're playing. Otherwise, it messes with the flow. It like takes away some of the energy. So that's really the only, you know, because if you win, they're like, do you want to play or do you want to pass it? Right. They're like, just always play. Oh, my stars. I can't believe you just told me that. Because I'm like, look, if there's five or more answers, you should always pass. Because the other team's not going to get the five answers. I don't think it's like a hard and fast rule. But the producer's like, just play. Yeah. Like, you I know, it, it just makes it more fun. I'm not upset. Go okay. ahead. I was about to say, I hope I didn't like peel back the curtain too much. No. Because outside of that, I will tell you, they film it just like you see it air. And... <laughs> And so we're out there and they do put us in our places for a while. And so we're just kind of like sitting there and they're handling like some lighting situations. And then all of a sudden, Steve Harvey, the the music comes on. Steve, we didn't meet Steve Harvey. He just, he runs out and he starts hosting. And uh, and I remember I thought there was just going to be maybe like a little like practice, a little like run through, whatever. No, homeboy runs on stage and starts delivering. And he's going through, he's introducing all of us and... The jokes that he comes up with, I promise you, are on the spot reaction jokes. The man is 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 a force of nature. I mean, he is just he is so good. And then they the only breaks they take are for what are the real commercial breaks. And during the real commercial breaks, do you know he he does stand up for the audience. He keeps every he keeps everybody warmed up and in a good mood, and he and and it's a small audience because we were filming during COVID, and so there were only like like one person every three seats in a teeny tiny studio. So there might've been 20 people there and he was giving them a show and like kind of asking them questions. It was a little like interactive, like a, do you, who do you want to hear a story about? Like, what do you, you know? And, um, so I'm just, I'm a huge Steve Harvey fan right after we're done. He comes around, he talks to us all for five minutes. And then I assume he must have epic habits and routines because I think he goes back to his room, wherever he goes, rejuvenates because he's got to come out and give that exact same energy three more times that day. And I was like, Oh, that's why he gets paid what he gets paid. I was like, he, he's a force of nature. Right. So as we know, I was not on TikTok until very recently. I, and as a user or a watcher and now TikTok has very quickly realized that I like, I like feel good content. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I get served the same the kind of things over and over again. It's motivational speeches. Um, and it is a lot of <laughs> whales. <laughs> Those are the, I love whales and like the animal, you know what a whale is? You look confused. <laughs> I know we're in Georgia, so I had to ask anyway, but do you know some of the best motivational speeches shockingly i didn't know this was like part of his repertoire come from steve harvey and i was like is this my fucking soulmate i was like this man is hysterical and smart and driven and then he is like a mindset like and and the way he delivers his messages are so moving just like i mean you just feel it in your core so there was an episode uh, a, a video that i got served on tiktok and and he comes out and he starts talking about 
he was like, my favorite saying is you have not because you ask not. And talking about like the simple act of really asking for what you want and putting it out there. And, uh, and so many people are afraid to ask for that thing that they want to, to put it out there, whether to them, they've decided that selfish it's, uh, whatever it is that like that limiter that keeps them from asking for it. And so in the video, he gives this assignment and he's like, I want you to write down a list of 300 things that you want. He was like, it can be anything. And he was like, and this is a hard challenge because he was like, 300 is a lot. He's like, you're going to get up to 50 and you're going to run out of things that you want. And that's exactly what has happened to me. I, I, I've done this. I'm still right. I, this morning I got up to 200. Um, but I've been working on my list for like two weeks now of things that I want. And, and he's like, be specific. Don't just say I want nice cars. He's like, tell me the make model and year of the car. He's like, don't say I want nice houses. Tell me how big, where it is, um, how much it's going to cost, how you're going to pay for it. Um, you know, it's like all these very specific things. Um, And he's like, it can be things, it can be feelings, you know, it can be family, it can be relationships, it can be health, it can be um, travel. He's like, if you're going to travel, he's like, write down all the places you want to travel to do that. And he's like, but the challenge is hard. He's like, because you're going to get up to 50 or 75. And he was like, and you're going to have to start thinking really big. He's like, this is the challenge. You're going to have to really go far into the future. You're going to have to get outside of where you are now, get outside of how your brain works right now. And he's like, that's the only way you're going to fill this list up. And it's funny because like I look at my list now and when it started and then the second part of the assignment is you read the list every morning when you wake up and every night right before you go to bed. And I'm already seeing why he did it because there are so many things on my list. Once I, once I got up to a hundred, I almost felt like I was making things up. (laughs) You know, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to need one of those, uh, big water slides. (laughs) And, um, and I was like, and I was like, I guess since I'm just right now, whatever I want, I, I guess I only fly private moving forward. And, um, and so when I wrote down all of those things, there were sometimes I would write them down and laugh, but I was like, I've got 300 spots to fill. You can have one. I was like, why not? Why not? And you know, I've written down all the homes that I want. I've, I've been very specific. I was like, these are where I want farms. This is, um, and some of the things have, uh, I've been like a seed in my soul that I wrote down And, you know, I've been working on this for two weeks. And when I wrote it down, it was like written down with a chuckle. And now I'm like, no, that that one feels really good to me. Like that seed is growing. And I was like, why not me? You know, why not? And, you know, his thing, he's like, and he's like, check off everything as it happens. He's like, you're going to be surprised by the end of the first year. He's like, I, he's like, I'll be shocked if if at least 10% of that list is not checked off. And he was like, and he's like, pretty soon you're going to have to be making bigger new lists. And he was like, I'm full of lists. He's like my cell phone. He was like, I don't have a normal background. He like flashes it up and it's a vision board is like his, the backdrop of his cell phone of like how much money he wants in the bank, where he wants to be, you know, whatever his dreams are, they are written down and he sees them every day. And so I'm curious because there's one thing on my list that when I wrote down, there's several things on my list that when I wrote down, I was like, honey, 
but there's one that when I wrote it down, I was like, okay, whatever. And now I'm like, I, I think about it every day now. It's like, it's become a big part of like my daily purpose. Um, and do you want to know what it is? I do. I want to compete in the Olympics on horse, the equestrian Olympics. And I know I'm nowhere near that talent level right now, but I was like, I've got time. I've got the energy. I've got my health. I've got the patience. I've got the discipline. So let's get to work. I love it. And that's something that like never crossed my mind. I think it's like a number 170 something on the list. It was just something that I was like, sure, I'll go to the Olympics. Why not? Um, you know, um, so I'm curious, A, if you've done something like that, B, I want to know, like, does Glenda have a crazy thing that's always kind of been like your secret little desire that, you know, maybe if, if there was a, you know, a magic wand and you could wave it around, you would do it. Do you have something like that? I am abundantly blessed. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, I did a vision board. So kind of similar. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to meet Tony Robbins. I wanted to make a certain amount of money. I wanted to get to a certain ranking. I wanted to get to a certain weight. I wanted to get to a certain health space and I made that vision board in 2016 and by 2017 I had achieved everything on that board except one if there were one thing just one thing that I could dream that I could have, that I could be, it would be optimum health. I am consumed with my health, probably because my knees are bothering me, my hip, my back is bothering me. And my worst nightmare is that I won't be able to, uh, the quality of my life will diminish physically faster than my mental health. And I won't be able to enjoy my family, enjoy my grandkids, enjoy my all of the fruits of my labor because my body has broken down. And so for me, especially for right 2022, 2023, I am very focused on my health and how I can optimize that. Have you put like a plan around it? Very interesting question. (laughs) So um, I actually engaged Brad Davidson, who I worked with previously 
uh, when I did a lifestyle change in 2016. And so I'd kind of gotten away from him um, and his like um, routine and recipe and for success. And so, um, in fact, I, I will start next Wednesday and meeting with him every week and following an outline that he's given me. So, and he, he's very familiar with like, um, like some of the health breakdown that I've had. So, so for me, that's what I, it never occurred to me because I have that rod in my back that I would be able to, um, maintain my health. I've always kind of felt like it's not going to last. And so when you were talking about it last night and you mentioned, you know, why not me? And really honing in on what was important and kind of loving Steve Harvey and knowing like what he's about and, you know, how unapologetic he is for his unlimited thinking, his extravagant um, mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say extravagant, I don't nece- I'm not necessarily talking about material extravagance. I'm talking about his mindset around his success is extravagant. I mean, it is unlimited. It is unfaltering. I've never seen anyone believe in themselves like he believes in himself. Mm-hmm. On t- and you know he's a rags to riches story. Oh, oh yeah. I know. Yeah. I just I I watched I just watched um the a segment from him about the people that helped him. When he starts crying yeah. and like the, the people that, that couple, like who, the, cu- the couple that oh helped God. him. I sobbed during that. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I mean, I, I look at it and, and him, him being here in Atlanta and knowing his real estate agent and, you know, just watching how he's dealt with his fame and notoriety. And, and I don't know if you know this, cause I don't know if what you're being served up is the same that I'm being served up. He gives amazing advice for women. I mean, I did see one recently. He gives amazing advice. He tells women how to deal with men and decode the myth myth of men unlike any person I've ever seen before. I got served one the other day where he was like, "Women, you need to hear this." He's like, "Men will change for one person." He's like, they will change. Yeah. He's like, but only for one person. Yeah. He's like, so if they're not changing, you're not that person. You're not that person. And it's time for you to go find yeah. the, and you know, go find the other one. Yeah. If he's not introducing you, if he's not giving you a title, when he introduces you, you are not the one move mm-hmm. on. I mean, it's so like simple and so common sense, mm-hmm. but the way that he delivers um his content is so like like applicable and applicable 
applicable, applicable. Um, it, it, no one's judging here, honey. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm We're on glitter and gas. I started saying I'm from the south. They, they, they are already prepared that I'm going to mispronounce it. She's but, applicable. That's right. Exactly. Thank you very much. So, but but I love what we were talking about. What you were talking about. Don't be afraid, and don't be embarrassed. Like it's almost like we're embarrassed to dream it goes back to like as women you know we're embarrassed to be sex positive we're embarrassed to make a ton of money we're embarrassed to you know put ourselves out there we're 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 almost like shamed by being fabulous and again Un, he he has an extravagant mindset that is completely unlimited and to me it's one of the most attractive things about him it gives him this magnetism this charisma this um just x factor that i i'm so drawn to what he says and i and he makes me feel invincible yeah, because, you know, when you were talking about we're, we're afraid to dream, we're afraid yeah. to think big, he has this other speech that he gives that you just drew me to with that, where um, he's like, if you take the seed of an oak tree, have you seen this one? No. If you take the seed of an oak tree and you put it in a flower pot, it will never grow into the oak tree that it was supposed to be. He was like, and here's the thing, there was nothing wrong with the seed. It was just put in the wrong environment. It was surrounded by things that were too small and it never became an oak tree because it was in the wrong pot. He's like, but nothing was wrong with the seed. And that's the thing is like the way that he delivers it, it makes you realize that anything is possible. It is. And like when I'm like reading this list, and I'm so grateful. It's like, I really think you should do it. I do think you should do it. Um, because when I read this list and I see the list grow a little bit and grow a little bit, I'm done thinking anything's impossible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I, I have a, again, I have enough references to know that crazy shit happens. I have enough references to know that I can go from being a 400 pound man who is like broke and has nothing to being who I am today on a TV show, doing podcasts, a great online following, tons of friends, a house in the Hamptons, a place in the city, a horse that I'm gonna spend the winter in Florida with, and I'm just getting started. And like, I am a believer now yeah i'm like a, a, a believer in yourself exactly you know that is like if you take something away from this podcast if you take something away from today's episode it is be a believer in yourself exactly nobody i think the same is true of you Nobody has given me anything no. except for love. I've, I've been on the receiving end of a lot of love. My parents are huge supporters of mine, but there is no trust fund. There was, a, there was a, no more than 20 to 100 bucks here and there whenever I was really, really struggling. And, and it was a struggle for my mom to share that 20 to 100 bucks with me. But nobody, nobody has given me a leg up. 
And so I just have a hard time hearing it when people are like, well, you had this and you had that. I love it when people say you had a TV show. I'm like, I didn't get this because of a TV. You know, I don't have my life because of the TV show. I got the TV show because of how I was living my life. Right. You know, and like that's. Yeah, but people are like looking for that reason why it's not going to happen for them. Like when we tell these stories. Why? Why is that? And this is the thing is that, so Steve Harvey is literally the captain of being enthusiastic about your product and your product is you. Yeah. I mean, he's the captain of that team. And this is, again, why are we so conditioned to think that it can't be us? Self-protection. Because our greatest fear is not that we are amazing, it is, or that we are going to fail, it is that we are amazing beyond compare. And playing small for the world does not do anything mm-hmm. to help. And it's, it's an injustice. I love that Marianne Williamson. I swear to God, mm-hmm. I love her. I knew exactly which one you were going yeah, for. I just I, couldn't help you with the lines. I, know, I was like, you're I, close. I swear, <laughs> I know, I, I, I mean, playing small does not serve the world. And again, you're, we're conditioned. We're made to think like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I, Glinda can do this, but I, I can't do that. Yeah. But it's I, self-protection. I, yeah. But I, I will tell you, like, I am so done playing small. I'm so done thinking that it can't happen to me, that it can't be me. Because again, I'm enthusiastic about my product and my product is me. Mm, I'd buy that product in two seconds. You know what else I'm going to buy? A pineapple. Sure damn am. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Tyler. Hi, Glenda. It's Brian Serhant. I have a question for your podcast that is blowing up everywhere. Um, What is each of your worst habits, both personal and professional, and what is keeping you from dropping them? You're both high achievers. You're both in a business that has no ceiling and no floor, and yet I'm sure you each have a habit you wish you could get rid of. And lastly, one more question, because I'm leaving a voicemail and you can't tell me to stop talking because you're not even on the damn phone. I'm just talking to myself here. Car, Yuri says hello. Hello. Yep. Um, what superpower would each of you choose if you could have one? I'd also like to know that. Okay, love you both. Bye. <laughs> I mean, you, you can really can't help but love the guy. I am, I'm, you know, I'm still in the floor. Like, you are? I use my, we were on a TV show together. Okay. okay. I know. It's like, well, I know you're not in the floor. No, no. I, but, I'm, listen. But like the fact that it's still like, okay, so yes, I did co host a party with him. Yes, he did reach out to me and have me like teach at his summit. But still, the mere fact that the guy even knows that I exist in the world is still shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't shock me that he knows you. But but for the longest time, you know, he was definitely kind of like that real estate agent that I put on a pedestal of like a, 
oh, he really built something. He wasn't at like one of the big brands. He, and so he was always a reference point to me of like, uh, oh, I can, I can get what I want doing exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I just need to keep putting in the work and exercise some patience. Um, <clears throat> I also loved his questions. Yeah. I know exactly what mine are. Okay, I'm gonna let you go first. So in my uh, personal life, my greatest weakness is my patience. I have none. You know, I'm so much into instant gratification. And, you know, like, I, I don't like, I'm very quick to make decisions. I think sometimes that actually works really well in my favor. You know, I'm not the kind of, I don't need to go on four or five dates to decide if I like somebody. I usually know in the first five minutes of the first date, if I'm going to want to go on more, um, you know, those are, I don't have any patience, you know, I'm a little OCD and that goes in line with my patients. I'm actually a lot OCD. I like my beds made a certain way and little things trigger it. You know what? A few episodes ago when I wanted to say pineapple, that was, that was my OCD. It's an OCD thing. It wasn't because I disagreed with the fact that we could keep going. I was just like, but I need to say pineapple. I was like the clock, the clock has struck and like, I have to do this. Um, now, for whatever reason, that doesn't carry over into my business as much. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud on a podcast, but my biggest business weakness is procrastination. You know, if something isn't due right away, for whatever reason, it's easy for me to kick the can down the curb. And, and that catches up to me so many, cause you know, I'm just like going about the day, answering my phone calls, answering my texts, handling things as they need to be handled. But then there's maybe a bigger work project that I have in mind that doesn't really have like a specific timeline. And sometimes it'll be like a year later and I'll be like, Oh, remember when I said I was going to do that thing? I would have been done with it six times by now if I had started it back then. Yep. Um, you know, and like, because of that, I've hired around it. I've hired people who are really good at handling the projects. And whether or not that's the right thing to do, you know, I've always said, I've been told that we focus on our weaknesses instead of our strengths. You should just focus on what you're good at and hire people who do your weaknesses. And lastly, if I could have a superpower, I think my superpower is, as it exists, is conversations. I can have a great conversation with just about anybody, regardless of our backgrounds, what we believe, what we think about the world. I can have, I think I'm very good at having meaningful conversations with lots of people. If I could have a new one, it would be, it would, it would be to be very consistent with my routines because I know that that would, that would, I think I could like run the world <laughs> if I was consistent with my routines. Cause when, even when I'm inconsistent, I do it for a day, I'm good for a week, but I'm like, Oh, if I did this every day and let that compound for a decade, I mean, it'd be game over for everybody else. I really believe that they're lucky. I don't have that superpower, but I could get it. And now I'm excited to hear yours. <laughs> Weakness, personal and professional and superpower. Well, my weakness professionally and personally is 
I have a low level of tolerance. When I'm done, I'm done. Period. And when you show me who you are, I believe you. And when I am done, I am done. There is no, you know, let's kiss and make up. There, I, I don't have, it takes a lot to push me to, um, to that point. But once I am done, I wouldn't spit on you if you were burning. <laughs> I, mean, I mean you asked what was my weakness i mean i wouldn't spit on you if you were burning no i wouldn't mm-hmm. i mean I, I i i i i worked for someone who continued to push me um push my buttons and take advantage of me and try and intimidate me and pressure me and and I remember when I was done with that man, I, I, was, I was so done with him. And he approached me at an event earlier this year to intimidate me. And I was like, you need to move the fuck on. Like, there's no reason for you to be here. When I am done, I'm done. And it just, there's just no turning back for me. Um, and Victoria, my daughter has said, it blows my mind how you are so cut and dry about that. So that's probably my weakness. I I probably, I, I, I think I give people so many chances that once I have reached the limit of no return, there surely is no return. Mm. Um, and that's professionally and personally. Um, what is my superpower is, which is completely polar opposite of what mm-hmm. I just said, um, my ability to make people feel special. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anybody who loves and makes someone feel loved like I make somebody feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want, like, I want the love in my heart for people to be tangible. Like I want them to feel it. Like I want, when I'm around you, I want you to know how valuable the time I'm spending with you is to me. And I want you to feel that special and that important. And, and I want you to walk away when you're not with me. And say, I I love being around her because I feel amazing when I'm with her. Can I tell you a story I definitely never told you? It's quick. I remember the first compliment you ever gave me, and I didn't. We didn't really know each other at the time, and it was the nicest compliment, and it just meant the world to me at the time. And I still pull it out of my arsenal sometimes when I need like a little self-love pick me up and I'm hoping you just remember what it was (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) 
Oh, you want me to say it? Yeah. I was like, am I going to say it? So you, um, I, listen, I think one of the best feeling compliments is when somebody shares something that was said behind your back about you. That's a really positive thing because it's just like, a, oh, people were talking about me like that. Because of course, shame is us walking out of the room and thinking people are talking shit. Um, and you, you said, I got to tell you, honey, I was, I was, uh. I was at lunch with some women yesterday and I was like, y'all know that, that Tyler Whitman boy. I mean, he is just so beautiful. And somebody said, have you met him? And you said, I have not. And we're like, wait till you meet him. It's even prettier on the inside. And that was what you said to me. And I was like, really? I was like, somebody thinks I'm like beautiful on the inside too. It's just like, those things are so special. And you said that to me when we were more or less strangers to each other, it is your superpower. I mean, that stuck with me. That was six or seven years ago. And it still makes me feel good to this day. There's this ability to look into someone so deeply and Feel what they're feeling. Put yourself in their place. And I think that when you give someone a compliment, that it needs to be so genuine. Or just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And with the, the, the genuine feeling it becomes tangible Mm -hmm. and you'll never forget it. And you'll never forget the way that you felt around me. Right. And so I don't, I don't know how I got it or why I have it. And maybe selfishly, it happens because I want to feel like that around people like I want people to make me feel that way so maybe that's why it's so like for me it's so important to make you feel like that um but thank you I'm I it makes my little heart dance with joy hearing you say that um and if I could have any superpower it would just be you know, my health, I'm so, as I said, I'm so tuned into, um, just my health. So yeah. You have to accept the things you cannot change. Um, but I don't believe that I can't change it. I was going to say, and the courage to change the things you can. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know for a fact that, um, that there's so much life for me to live. Mm-hmm. And the quality of that life is, is critical. So to make my dreams come true and the dreams of the people that are the most special to me. So, I mean, like, look at Denver. Like, I want to make his dreams come true. With Glenda Studios, Inc. <laughs> GlendaStudios.com, just so you know. And it's also an LLC, not an Inc. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not trying to get read for filth on my own podcast, okay? <laughs> um, but you know what I am trying to do is get likes, likes shares, subscribes, subscribes rates, and, and reviews. reviews. And thank you, Ryan. Thank you, We're Ryan. We're going to get so many extra listens this episode, probably. I know. We'll have to tag him. Uh, maybe. Do you know what, Tyler, we haven't talked about? People can watch this on YouTube. So do you think that people do not realize that this is not only audio, that this is also on video? And you can watch it with your eye holes. That's what Sarah Silverman says at the end of her podcast. Oh. <laughs> She's like, and if you like watching it with your eye holes, go to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if Sarah Silverman left us a voicemail. There's a chance. I did ping her and ask, but she doesn't know me. We were still getting voicemails today, you said. Oh, maybe, but the list is in. Okay. So, bye. Bye.